Good morning and welcome to the podcast for the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant in Costa Mesa. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths and just a little word of insight. Um, I record these on my phone and I was noticing as I was recording for this morning that the last time I recorded for a podcast was August 26th. So this is the first time we're back to the podcast as our primary way of worship. And I'm grateful that uh, God has brought us back together in the drive-in service. Um, But I'm also grateful for this morning where we get to gather around God's Word and worship Him and Him alone uh, via this podcast. So thank you very much for listening and... uh, Don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I have a couple of announcements. Um, One of them is next week, that's November 15th, Reverend Tim McCalment will be preaching, uh, my predecessor. And and he's promised to give me something that was given to him by uh, Reverend Curley. So I've been waiting for this thing for over a year, so I don't know. We'll see what it is. Um, I'm hoping it's a Mazda Miata, but that's just between you and I. Um, and then the second is, the second announcement is that next week also, we'll be doing our first ever, and maybe our only, um, drive-in um, congregational meeting where we um, we vote on and uh, hopefully approve the nominees for new elders and deacons. And then um, we also, we okay that we meet by session via Zoom for the past, retroactively, for the past six or seven months. Um, So make sure you join us. And now let's uh, quiet our hearts and still ourselves and prepare ourselves um, to worship. Our call to worship this morning comes from Psalm 78. And in this tumultuous season of elections, um, listen to these words and let them wash over you as we enter into the presence of God. Beloved ones, listen to this instruction. Open your heart to the revelation of this mystery that I share with you. A parable and a proverb are hidden in what I say. An intriguing riddle from the past. We've heard true stories from our fathers about our rich heritage. We will continue to tell our children and not hide from the rising generation the great marvels of our God. His miracles and power that have brought us all this far. The story of Israel is a lesson in God's ways. He established decrees for Jacob and established the law in Israel. And he commanded our forefathers to teach them to their children. For perpetuity, God's ways will be passed down from one generation to the next, even to those not yet born. In this way, 
Every generation will set its hope in God and not forget his wonderful works, but keeps his commandments. Let us worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to today's children's message. Today was to be spent packing boxes for Operation Christmas Child, but unfortunately, due to the weather, we have had to reschedule. We will now be packing boxes this Wednesday, November 11th at 3 p.m., and we invite you to join children's ministry and students um, in this mission. Um, So if you are available this coming Wednesday, please join us on campus. Masks will be required and we will be following all CDC recommended guidelines. We hope that you can join us and help us reach our goal this year. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next Sunday. people born of water and the Spirit. We have made promises to be Christ's faithful disciples and to show his love to our life's end. Although we failed to fulfill those baptismal vows, God's faithful love endures forever. Confident of God's grace, let us confess our sin and the sin of the world. Almighty God, You love us, but we have not loved you. You call, but we have not listened. We walk away from neighbors in need 
wrapped in our own concerns. We condone evil, prejudice, warfare, and greed. God of grace, help us to admit our sin, so that as you come to us in mercy, we may repent, turn to you, and receive forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Do not fear, says the Lord, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. God is doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. By the grace of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. Open the eyes of the blind, there's no one like you, none like you. Into the darkness you shine, out of the ashes we rise, there's no one like you, none like you. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Let's sing into the darkness. Into the darkness you shine Out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you Our God is greater Our God is stronger God you are higher than any other Our God is healer Son and power, our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Then what could stand against? Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. 
Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power. Our God, our God. Last time. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Then what could stand against? We continue in our series uh, based on the website www.blesseveryhome.com and we pick up in Acts where we started. Remember in September we talked about praying for our neighbors and then October we talked about caring for our neighbors and now we're in sharing with our neighbors and in September I preached on September 27th. I preached on Acts chapter 4, verses 23 through 31. And I noted that this is the first time the Pentecost has just happened. And this is, I think, one of the only times, if not the only time, that we get the recorded prayer of the early followers of Jesus, of the church. And they pray for healing. And they pray for signs of wonders. And then we pick up our text this morning in Acts chapter 4, verse 32. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one claimed private ownership of any possessions. But everything they owned was held in common. With great power. The apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. For as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him, then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm not going to lie. This sermon pretty much preaches itself. Um, if you can read, or if you can even hear, as I read, this is straight narrative, and the applications and the challenges pop straight off the page, and so do the encouragements. 
first thing that pops out right when he talks about in verse 32, um, the believers were of one heart and one soul. We're living in a divided country currently. Our text this morning invites us into a united church. What a glorious picture of our beginning. Aren't we more powerful rowing together, right? It's a no-brainer. But what are they united around? What unites them? Well, obviously the Holy Spirit dropped upon the earth a couple chapters before this. But in this text, what unites them is the apostles giving their testimony with great power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What unites the early church is also what unites us this morning. We're all new creations due to the fact that Jesus the Christ laid down his life to pay for our sins and then resurrected, giving us our new identities, our renewed, our new relationship with our Heavenly Father. We were grafted in, we were adopted. We were made not only friends, but sons and daughters of God. This great power of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is what unites us. And what's, it unites the early church and it unites us. What else unites us? Great grace was upon them all. That's, that's, that's where I want to be. You know, that's who I want to be. That's what I want Presbyterian Church of the Covenant to be. And that that's simple. Are you forgiven? Are you covered in the grace of God? Look to your right and look to your left. That person is covered by the grace of God too. Great grace was upon them. You get this visual of, of, of Luke describing the early church and they're just swimming in the grace of God. There was, there's just this huge amount of... You can't see to the east, to the west, to the north, to the south. It's limitless. It's... It, it, it has no boundaries. It goes forever. That's a huge, this gigantic amount of grace in the early church is united in that. What does it cause them to do? It causes them to see things for what they are, things. No thing is more important important than a person. 
No opinion is more important than a person. We get in fights and we get in these little bickering spats. And it's because we we lose sight of the truth. That things are things and people are people. People are all creatures. Two-dimensional images of the eternal God. So they start selling stuff. They start selling all their stuff and they make sure that no one is in need. They get this amazing perspective being taught by the great power of the testimony of the apostles and swimming in this huge amount of grace. They see the items and the food and the things of this world the way they ought to and they put them secondary to the people God has placed in their midst. And then our little short passage ends with a a specific example an individual encounter an IE if you would everybody Luke records all the believers are bathing in this grace they 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 sell everything the 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 wealthy sell a lot what they own and make sure that everybody's taken care of and then he hones in and he says no for reals there was this one guy his name's Joseph. The apostles renamed him, <laughs> called him Barnabas, which means sons of encouragement. Encourage means to impart courage. And this Joseph Barnabas character, he sells a field. It's his, it's his field. And then he brings the money and he lays it at the apostles' feet. This reminds me, um, I'm now uh, in a covenant group with a St. Andrew's pastor, a guy named Brian Eckelman, Reverend Brian. I think he might even be a doctor now. Yeah, Reverend Doctor uh, Brian Eckelman. Really, really, really smart dude. I worked with him back in San Antonio. I was, it was before I was ordained, and I was the college um, director, university ministries director at First Press San Antonio, and Brian was the uh, associate pastor, I think, over adult education. And we ended up um, purchasing a home in the same neighborhood as Brian. And just being in a covenant group with them, it's just... It's, far out it's like it's it's just bizarre so we're just checking in uh the last time we met as this covenant group of presbyterian pastors from los ranchos presbytery and brian reminded me that he held ezekiel when he was a, a little boy a little baby and he changed his diapers and stuff 
And then he also reminded me, we moved into this neighborhood and we had, it was, uh, it's Texas. So it was the, our backyard looked like a moon, like <laughs> it looked like stone and it was like, a, it looked like some foreign planet, maybe Mars, just cause it's hotter than the moon, you know? Um, and then the front yard had a little patch of grass. It was like, I don't know, I can't even, it was probably 50 yards. Yeah. Yeah. 50 yards. That's no, that's really big. Maybe 25 yards. There it is. Um, I don't know. It was just a little patch of grass in the in the front. And we didn't own a lawnmower. And every time Brian, actually his son, his name's son, BJ, BJ would mow his lawn. And then whenever he mowed his lawn, he would wheel down the lawnmower, because it was around the corner, and he'd mow my patch of grass. And... Um, I experienced something similar a little earlier. I was working in Jersey. And I remember our choir director lived right next to one of the choir members. And they intentionally um, didn't own individual um, snowblowers. They purchased one together. And they'd share it. This passage opened so many doors for many of my generation. Um, there was a huge movement that came out of Philadelphia called the Red Letter Christians, where they would focus on the on the red letters, which is, you know, the words of Jesus in the New Testament. And all these ministries focused on this passage of communal living, in sharing. I don't necessarily believe that God's calling all of us to live in communes. I do think he's calling us, and this will move straight into applications, to share. It's part of our DNA. God shared his one and only son we are sharers. Um, and maybe you've gotten out of the practice of sharing. And I don't think it needs to start big. I think it can start with smiling. I, I know this world needs a lot more people walking around and sharing a smile with one another. I know it's hard with the COVID masks and that kind of thing. Even maybe sew a, a smiley face. My wife did that on one of our masks. Share a smile. Share um, share something that makes your life easier with somebody who's going through a rougher time. Prayerfully think about ways in which you can Open the door for others to use the things that you quote-unquote own. And I know anyone who's listening to this who has shared something, name it. It's life-giving. Right? It's not... Um, it's not... 
tedious. It, it's scary at first. Like, and you think, man, mine, mine, mine. And you feel like the tighter you hold on to things, the more secure or happier you'll be. But I'll tell you, it's quite the opposite. What's another application? Testimony. Notice, they're, the apostles, they're just testifying. I think it's a good idea for each and every person that's listening to this podcast to work on their testimony. And by testimony, I mean how the resurrection of Jesus Christ intersects with your life. Tips from a pastor when telling your testimony, stick with you. Don't try and twist it and tell it so that your audience is convicted. It, stick with yourself. Describe the time where you were lost. Channel your Jim Clark. You know, you know, Jim Clark is our resident poet. Use your poetic language as much as you, you can to capture how lost or how empty or how dark the world seemed. Or maybe yours was a, a, over a long period of time and it wasn't like this huge dramatic moment. But there's even drama in that. There's connectivity in that. But you describe what it was like without Jesus. What it was like when you felt lost or didn't have purpose. And then you describe the moments and who, who introduced you to the wonderful truth that God sent his one and only son for you. And then when your testimony, I always like to ask, um, what's God doing in your life now? What is the resurrection? How is the resurrection change your day-to-day life? And last but not least, I think it's uh, yet yet another time where Jason is saying, look firmly in the face of Jesus and swim in his great grace. Get lost in the truth that he loves you during the middle of your worst sin the same amount as he does at your highest high. That's what grace is about. Amen. As we continue in worship, I'd like to give you an update. Um, The last two weeks, tithes and offerings came in as $22,075. 
Praise God. Amen. Amen. Um, and I'd also like to mention, um, if you haven't turned in your um, pledge card, please do so. And you can send it in with your tithes and offerings um, to P.O. Box, oh, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. Um and if you if you, if you need actually a pledge card to fill out, um, please request one um, from the office or by emailing me, Jason at pccov.net. But this morning's tithes and offerings are now received.
God himself gives everyone life and breath. From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Brothers and sisters, what a tumultuous week we have had. But do not believe the lies that divide us. We are not blue or red. We are not conservative or liberal. We are not Democrat or Republican. We are united together in Christ. Let us together bring our petitions before the God who is bigger than any of the issues that we are facing. Powerful and holy Lord, we lift up our country and the continuing discord with one another. We pray for your healing and wholeness in our land and your healing with each other. We pray for a swift resolve to the election and a path forward together. Remind us of our humble beginnings and the pledge that unites us as one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. May it be so. As the numbers of coronavirus cases continue to rise, even here at home, Jesus, we pray for your healing for those infected with the virus. We pray for safety for doctors, nurses, technicians, and frontline workers. We pray for you to quicken a safe and reliable vaccine so that no more will die from this dreadful disease. Father, keep each one of us safe. Give us wisdom and discernment as we live out our lives during this pandemic. We lift up Elsie's daughter, husband, and son, all suffering from COVID-19, and pray for you, Lord, to restore each one to good health. For those in our midst who are infirmed or weakened, we pray for your healing touch, Lord. For those in our midst who are lonely or grieving, we pray for your comfort. For those in our midst who are anxious or fearful, we pray for your peace which transcends all understanding. For those in our midst who are unemployed or underemployed, we pray for your provision. For those in our midst who are content and in a good place, we pray for more of your joy. Gracious God, we are but human vessels. We are also disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. Use us to further your kingdom come. Use us to carry your life-saving message of hope and healing, of your mercy and your grace. This world needs a fresh touch from your Holy Spirit, Lord. Bless us all with your presence and guidance and unite us together as fellow believers 
praying as Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Just a reminder, I hope to see everyone next week at the drive-in worship service and then also right after the service, our first ever, maybe only, drive-in congregational meeting. Show up just to see how we figure out to vote. Well, that's going to be kind of fun. And also to see uh, Reverend Tim McCalman share from God's Word. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, And now, uh, receive this morning's benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.